Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome back. We're glad you took time to join us once again. Please watch your step as you come in this evening. We're in the mobile version of the Musicians Cafe. We're on the road tonight. We'll tell you more about that in a minute. But we're glad you took time to spend the next, uh, you know, episode with us, finding out what's going on in Winchester as far as the music scene is concerned. My name is Brian Dick, and I'm here once again with a man who is not only a father and a musician, but he's been known to help design and build bridges and buildings and parking decks and you name it. It's Chris Bob the Builder Gray. Chris, how are you feeling, brother? I'm all right, and luckily uh, most of those buildings are still standing, so um, <laughs> we're in good shape there. Yeah. Man, yeah. spring has sprung, and so has the pollen. Um, so, man, it's all up in my face. I see that. I, uh, I I love the spring. I'm so glad that the weather's breaking finally. Yeah, me I'm too. I'm done with this cold. Me too. And you know what's most exciting, Chris? You know, each and every week we have really cool guests on, and I get psyched about all of them. But, man, I've been thinking about this one for a while. We finally able to hook up with him. We've got the associate professor and music production and recording technology person. He's in charge of everything, and he's a legend in Winchester, ladies and gentlemen. It's Golder O'Neill. Golder, how are you feeling, sir? I'm doing. I'm feeling great. Thanks Good. for having me here. Oh my gosh, yes, man. No, so, thank thank you for having us here. <laughs> We're actually in your place, aren't we? Uh, here on campus, yes. So um, before we get started, there's so much to get into with you. Um, you're an educator. You're um, you're a musician. You're a person. You have a, a you know a daily life. We want to know about all three. But before we start, tell us about this room we're sitting in really quick, just so everybody gets an idea where we're sitting. Um, we are sitting in. Uh, we call this the immersive suite. And in in this room, we've got uh, a nine point one point four system. So you're looking at uh, nine speakers uh, uh, and. Uh, Basically, you got nine on one plane that's surrounding you, and then you have four above you, and then you have a subwoofer, which is that point one that's in between those three numbers, like 9.1.4. Wow. And uh, uh, students in here, they get to learn how to mix and surround. So or your former fa format was like five one five two six two, you know, and so on. And then now it's Dolby Atmos. So students are learning how to mix and uh uh, in that format, which is really cool because immersive is where, where where music is going. Because once you hear it, you go, wait a minute, this sounds too cool because yeah. it's all around me. <laughs> Man, I, all I know is you're saying a lot of words that Brian and I are just like, uh, okay. <laughs> I just know I want one of these places. Man, I want one of this is great. Yeah. Holy cow! Man, right, but so we're gonna get into definitely get into more with Golder. Sorry about that, Chris. Didn't mean to step oh, on you there, but right. I know I'm looking across the way at you, and you've got that menu laying there. We've got to make sure we get to that first. So mm -hmm. if you wouldn't mind, take that away. Yeah, man. All right. So this is the menu um, for this weekend. Uh, as always, we're gonna start at the Tally Ho Theater. So Friday is the 24th. Um, starting off with London's Youth Battle of the Bands. Yeah, Loudon Youth. I think it, I might have misspelled it's it. Not it's not London. Loudon. Yeah, it is. It is Loudon. <laughs> I've worked all day. I know, you're, and you're you're not feeling well. So, so there's right. a Battle of the Bands. Um, yeah. Y'all probably been in a couple Battle of Bands points, right? Yeah, I know you have. That's how I met Golder, man. Right. I, I actually won the Battle of the Bands here at Shenandoah back years ago. What and, year? Uh, 1994. Oh my goodness! 1994 yeah. is when it was. Yep. I was alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you were. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> On the, the 25th at the Tally Ho, don't worry. There's going to be plenty of those plugs. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. At the 25th um, is Livewire, which is uh, Ultimate ACDC Tribute Band. Everybody loves a little ACDC. Oh, yeah. Um, then coming up at the Hollywood Casino on the 24th, the Kenny Wayne Shepherd. He's sold out. So yeah. sorry you can't get any tickets to yeah. that anymore. Um, 
I was making a comment about that because you last week didn't recognize oh, who that was, and I was like, "He's sold out, Chris. People like him." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the twenty fifth, um, Marshall Chaliff. Is that how you say it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. In the purple experience, it's a purple experience, mm, which yeah. must mean it is. It's a Prince tribute. It is. Bear Chase Brewery on the 24th, uh, just over the mountain. Jason Massey, 25th, is going to be Will uh, Baskin and Britton James. And then on the 26th is James Stevens. Any of these names sound familiar to you, Golder? Um, I was just wondering if you'd like, touch base with some of those. Uh, no, no, not yet. Not, not yet. yet. No. Okay. Well, if you our, hear one, let us know. Our menu is super full. Yes. Um, man, this is, I mean, it's packed up, it's getting busy. Uh, box office brewery on the 24th Friday is Alan Boyd and the Waysiders. So yep. Uh, yep. he's back front, front man in with the Waysiders. Uh, and then on the 25th, another former guest, our first guest, Chris Darlington Band. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris. Yes. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Super popular. Mm-hmm. Um, he takes trips down to Nashville, records, comes back. I bet, uh, he, I bet he don't see anything like this. Does his regular day job. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, the Monument, 23rd, so that's Thursday, tomorrow yeah. night, Glow yeah. Party. That sounds like a college night to me. Yep. Uh, so surprise some DJ music there at the Monument. Uh, the 24th is the Go-Go Chronicles featuring what band? Yeah, that's exactly how it's worded. What band? With a question mark. Yeah, in there. yeah. Uh, and then the 25th is Happy Hour Rage Yoga. Happy Hour Rage Yoga. yoga. Yeah. Rage Yoga. Rage so. Yoga, Golder. What do you think? A rage yoga. Okay, so that must be a combination of rage and <laughs> yoga. So last week somebody had goat yoga for crying out loud. So, so I, you know, yeah, oh whatever. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Piccadilly Public House on the twenty fourth. Uh, our friend Misha Heron. Yep. Uh, and she's actually going to be on the show the first week of. Let me get this right. May. Yeah. First awesome. week of May. So Looking she's going to be that. on. Yep. Twenty um, fifth at. Picks is going to be uh, Daryl Morini. Yeah, well, I stopped at Picks the other night and saw the Happy Hour Trio. They were fantastic, by the way. We've we've mentioned them on the show a couple of times. Great. Hopefully, we'll get them on soon. This is the first time this one's been on the uh, menu in a while. It's the West Oaks Farm Market yep. uh, on the twenty fourth. All gassed up. Uh, is that a bluegrass band? You know, country band. It is. It is bluegrass, and they're going to be there on uh, Friday. I think it is right. That's yes, the twenty fourth. Yep. Uh, and then their summer series is about to kick off as well. So Won't that's every Friday. Uh, and then they have music every Saturday and Sunday. So you can't miss out there during the summer. Right on. Um, if you're bored and have nothing else to do, want some lunch and music, go grab it out there at West Oaks. Mm-hmm. Shameless plug, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're friends of us, man. Yeah. Yeah. The Paladin, Stephen City on the 24th is Shane Gamble. And P2 in Clearbrook, 24th is Mark Clay. 25th is uh, the Blackjack duo. Mel and Jimmy. Yeah. That's right. They're a whole lot of fun, so yeah, go out yeah. and see them. Yeah. Uh, Bright Box Theater, downtown Winchester on the, uh, the 24th, and the Out of the Box, which is upstairs, uh, West Ship and Jonathan Mitchum and Jake Cohn. Yeah. Great show. Um, there's also, uh, just a side note, uh, if you guys know those names, you're also going to know Brennan Edwards. He's, yep. he's playing uh, the 24th at Ellie's Irish Pub right before that. Uh, so you can go to see Brennan. You can get some tickets to Out of the Box, and it'll be a great show, a great night for you guys. The Bright Box. Backseat Bar and Grill. Now, is this at the event venue? Nope. It's this inside. in the yep. bar. Mm-hmm. Okay. In the bar on, on the yep. 24th, uh, Blue Steel uh, with Marv Ashby and the High Octane. Yeah. Marv's <laughs> an old friend of mine, too. As a matter of fact, Marv actually used to have a recording studio here in town. I think he still does. Mm-hmm. Uh, and recorded a band of mine early, back years ago. Marvin's a really fantastic guy, so... 
go check his band out. I'm sure it's great. You have a couple uh, pluses next to this one, so make sure you have your questions ready. Yeah. Uh, on the 27th at Backseat, got raised on Analog as well as the Amish Outlaws. Yes. Hmm. Yes, the Amish Outlaws. That sounds yeah. interesting. I've never heard of them. Oh, is that right? No. Oh, they've been around for a long time. They're really cool. They do a little bit of everything, everything from like Lady Gaga all the way through to Black Sabbath. Wow. And it's amazing sort of uh, arrangements that they do and a lot of a lot of fun, too. I mean, they, they do the Amish get ups and everything it's pretty cool so yeah definitely and they don't get around here that often they've been to bright box a couple times but but if you haven't seen them man it's a great opportunity right there they have been getting here a little bit more regularly though we've i've seen them i think several you're right times yeah yeah closer them, by so. yeah i agree yep more opportunities to see them all right we're coming towards the end i promise uh the troubadour <laughs> in berkeley springs yeah uh, on the 25th uh i guess tbd oh the TBD yeah, band. TBD band is there. I'm of course. Saying, yeah, so. But on four uh, one is Midnight Whiskey. Yep. Uh, and of course they have an April's Full Party uh, and a White Trash Bash. That should be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, saw that. I had to put it on there. I was like, you know, White Trash Bash. What the heck? That's awesome. Yeah. That's a party I go to. Yeah, I, man. I've actually probably been to one or two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, All right, so I have a couple of announcements to make before you have a couple of announcements. That's cool, yep. yep. Um, the first, uh, the Katie's Comfort House yep. Country Party. I want you guys to remember that. It is Low Water Bridge Band, mm-hmm. Taylor Honeycutt, and 49 Winchester. That's May 19th. There is That's in the Backseat Event Center, it and is. there are still some regular admission available. Uh, VIP has been sold out, so um, just know you can't get that, mm-hmm. but there is still room at that concert. Huge concert, great benefits. Um, and then I uh, just found out today uh, the Fiddles and Fifths in downtown Winchester. That's not going to be until September the 16th. However, tickets go on sale starting uh, the 24th, which is this Saturday. Sorry, March 24th, which right. is this Saturday. Uh, and they announced that the Steel Drivers are going to be there. Uh, so Steel Drivers, uh, huge band. Right. Um, and then, of course, Low Water Bridge Band is going to be there as well. I'm going to make your so, head spin, too, because I think the 24th is actually Friday. <clears throat> it is so guys so. can jump ahead. Mm-hmm. Sorry, but I know Chris. I know it's a lot of dates there, pal. I'm sorry. I, it is. And yeah. Thank God I'm done. I'm just going <laughs> to hand this thing over to you. Uh, yeah, I got a few things I got to get to real quick. First, I want to give a shout out to Sandra Carr from uh, from Black Bear Media. She's uh, you know helping us with our uh, website as far as posting things on there. So we appreciate that. Please reach out to her. Don't forget about too, Chris, uh, uh, the the guy that made our guitar stand. The James Miller. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, James, we got to give him a shout out there That's for right. sure. Yeah, we got to give him a shout out. A uh, couple things I want to get to, and these are pertain to Golder. So I want to make sure I get to this first. First of all, Golder from Marky Rogers, Mark Rogers from oh the Shag Band. They yes. want me to reach out and say uh, thank you for all the years of wonderful studio projects and friendship. Great. That's so Mark and sure. Lawrence. Yeah. 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 We had them on the show. They were uh, a blast. Awesome. And they love. Uh, Jaeger. Jaegermeister. Man. <laughs> definitely love some Jaeger for sure. Uh, and then there's another shout-out that I had here. This is, uh, uh, let's see, you're having Golder O'Neill on the podcast. He is awesome. He is an awesome bass player. He plays a lot with Billy Thompson, who mm-hmm. I'm sure he'll mention on the podcast. And that is from Bottle Shock, uh, the group called Bottle Shock. Oh, wow. uh, yeah, okay. very cool. So Vince, I uh, want to make sure that I gave a shout-out to oh, you. Vince, a uh, drummer. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then last but not least, a couple things. First of all, um, Polly Coconuts and I have become just, uh, we're, we're buddies on, uh, on emails and he reaches out to me for the mission road band. And of course on three twenty three, the weird brothers coffee, uh, the Polly's going to be playing so solo, pardon me, Polly would be playing solo there. Sorry, Polly. 
Uh, and then uh, he's going to be playing again uh, early at uh, before they play at 323, the full band at Spanky's and Shenanigans. Spanky shenanigans in Leesburg. I'm getting tongue-tied here. Um, but that's a really cool place, too. That's, that shenanigans place has been there a long time. Uh, definitely a cool place there. And then, two, the band plays 325 um, at Mountaineers Meat, Meat Smokers, uh, which is really cool. So uh, make sure you go out and see the Mission Road Band. And then he also had a couple of questions, Golder, which I'm just going to go ahead and ask to you now, because if we don't, we'll miss them later in the show. He said, if someone, a non-student musician, was interested in music production and wanted to check out the music production program at Shenandoah, how would that work? And is it possible to sign up to take individual classes? Um, well, uh, the university you can reach out to us through, we have a, uh, uh, it's called our Arts Academy. And uh, say if you wanted to learn about audio, right? And, you know, you've got a home studio, and you're like, ah, I bought all this gear, and I don't know what to do with it. Uh, we 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 set up like just like a private lesson. I could set up an audio lesson. Gotcha. So we okay. could work in one of our spaces here and just say, okay, let's start from the ground up. So that's like a private lesson, just like you would study guitar or bass or drums. Just you could do that and set that up for a week, and that's through our arts academy. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> you just mentioned my name. So that's the Shenandoah Arts Academy, and that's their headquarters is located down on um, John Kerr, okay. the John Kerr building. It's uh, on uh, Cameron and uh, that would be Cork. Cork, exactly. Yeah, Cameron right. and Cork. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, and then the other way, you know, for for classes, uh, you know, if you wanted to go be part of the school, right. you know, apply to the school and do that. Uh, the studio is available. This space is available. You know, to non students so i have a lot of i've done a lot of recordings here people locally and non-locally and albums and stuff that way so the studio is actually for hire or lease just like you could lease any space on the on campus you could do that and you you get an engineer you get myself or one of my colleagues to to engineer or sometimes we have students do that so it's a so the the facility is available, and it's in like you said, you, you walked in here. It's like walking into Nashville or New York or L.A. because the the gear we have, it's unbelievable the, the space we have. So yeah. it's and it's you know it's predominantly it's for students to to learn and be creative and use all this technology to uh, you know you know enhance music. You know that's our passion is music, sure. and that's why we've got this cool podcast I'm on. <laughs> yes, exactly. We're glad to be doing that for sure. Well, Golder, so, um, you know, we had you on the show uh, because we've heard so many good things about you, so many cool things about you. Like I said, you know, we, we have brought up and we posted on our Facebook that um, you are the director of recording, um, uh, sorry, music production and recording technology here mm-hmm. in Shenandoah. But, man, there's so much more to you um, than what might meet the eye for somebody who just, say, leases uh, and comes in. And we're hoping to tap into some of that today. Uh, so thank you again for having us. But... Um, you know, I, I guess there's, like I was saying earlier, there's three parts to who you are. An educator, um, you're a, a musician, and then you have your, your daily, everyday lives. Mm-hmm. You have to go to the grocery store and get groceries every now and then. <laughs> he eats, for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> so where did all of this passion start from uh, in music with you? Wow. Um, well, I grew up in a musical family. Uh, we had two things going on in our family. It was Well, three things. One was, uh, you know, we 
all of us were pretty athletic. So we were in sports. Oh, we cool. did sports. My, my dad played uh, baseball during the Army uh, in, in the Negro Leagues back, back in the day. Very cool. Uh, and then um, he, went, he was in the Army. And then uh, we uh, had church. So at church, um, you know, my parents were very involved in the church, and my mom was the organist and pianist, and guess where I had to sit? Right, right behind her. <laughs> yep. And uh, did you flip pages? <laughs> I was a page flipper. <laughs> I was pretty pretty young, but that was my spot. And, you know, we and we, and my brothers were musicians growing up. Um, um, my oldest brother uh, went on tour and did things during the, in the doo-wop days. Uh, he was in uh, the early version of the Shy Lights, and oh, wow. uh, there was a band called the King Cobras, um, and he played trumpet. And before he passed, he passed last year uh, uh, due to prostate cancer. So Sorry, it's, uh, it's one of those things that you know, as, we, as guys, we got to make sure. Yeah, we sure we, do. We stay healthy. Um, he was uh, part of the American Bugler uh, uh, Association, so. Uh, I got exposed to music from him, and my brother played sax in high school, and I played sax in high school. Okay. And, um, you know, just music was a part of our family. And I took piano lessons and then went to saxophone and then went to bass. And uh, I just uh, visited a, a good friend of mine. Um, well, he's a good friend now, but he was my high school band director that got me interested in bass. Okay. Um, when I was 14, I had a really bad dirt bike accident. And I broke my jaw, I broke my arm, and I, I couldn't, you know, it was like three weeks before school, so I yeah. I couldn't, I went to band class, and I got a cast, and my mouth's wired shut, and he's like, <laughs> band director's going, oh, oh, we my. can't, we, we're going to do with you, you're just going to sit there. So I sat there for a couple of weeks, and then I got my cast off. So I'm sitting there, you know, think about in a band room, you got 30 or 40 kids, sure. I'm just sitting there, just, all right, what am I going to do? So he grabbed me, said, come here. And he took me back into uh, one of the uh, practice rooms or the instrument room. And, uh, and he pulled out a string bass. And, uh, and I'm looking at him going, okay, what's up? And he pulls out the string bass and he shows me this blues line on the bass. And he, hands, and he said, did you get that? And he showed me it again. He said, all right, you practice that until the bell rings. And ever since then... Is that been, right? Yeah, I've been playing bass. So wow, that's a cool story. Yeah. Okay, all right. How, how long was it till the bell rang? Uh, it was pretty long because that was at the beginning <laughs> of class. So I, you know, you know, especially upright bass, and you don't have frets. And at that right. time, I was like, well, "What is this?" No finger strength yeah, or anything like that. Nothing. That, and, and luckily, the bass was big enough that, or I was big enough to to to, right. to fit the bass. And uh, so I, I think probably, man. A half hour, 45 minutes classes were, you know, less than an hour back then. And, right. Uh, and uh, I just remember falling in love with it. So from there, um, I ended up getting electric bass and I played in our, we had a, we had a workshop jazz band and I played in a, we had a marimba band, which was like a, it was a hodgepodge of, hodgepodge of uh, uh, marimba vibes in a rhythm section. Sure. So uh, band director, he was very creative. He was like, okay, I've got all these rhythm section players. Let's, let's put it together, this group. And, uh, and, you know, we played pop tunes of the times right. and uh, cool stuff. And, you know, we, it, was a, it was a blast. So uh, I ended up uh, playing uh, bass. And then I uh, went to school. My first uh, endeavor was, uh, with school was broadcasting and communication because, you know, I was like, okay. And then I had a minor in music, but I realized music was still tugging me and I sure. ended up 
transferring to Berkeley School of Music. Yeah, yeah, I saw so, that. Um, I went there, met a lot of friends, learned a lot um, just about playing, and I and I majored in audio engineering. Okay. And so, because, you know, I was still, uh, one of the things that, as a kid, I loved was equipment and gear. It's like, how, do, how does that work? You know, how did they get that sound on that album? What was that all about? You know? Right, right. And the only thing at the time was, I could get close, was uh, that had a program, was a school that just had a broadcasting. So you had a TV station, radio station, that kind of thing. Sure, sure. okay. That was the thing I could find at that time in my life. And then when I saw... Uh, over Christmas or Thanksgiving break, I came home after my freshman year, and uh, this was my sophomore year. I get, yes, my sophomore year. I was like, you know what? This is uh, I want to do that, and that was audio engineering and being in the recording scene. Plus, I was still passionate about music. Sure, yeah. and uh, um, that just set everything in motion. Wow! So, so at an early age, as you're telling a story, it sort of became a clear to me that at an early age when you you know went to the band room you're being influenced by a lot of different styles of music you had motown mm -hmm. i heard that you, know, you got jazz and blues you were taught mm -hmm. a blues riff there right off the bat so you know that was sort of where it all started you still have that love for all those different styles oh, yeah. i'll bet right well being an electric bass bass player i mean i play upright too but uh the elect i was we used to call it the fusion farm okay you know when i went to berkeley you know, it was the jazz element, but then there's the fusion element. So it was that cross between jazz, not straight ahead jazz, you know, like uh, uh, acoustic bass, trio, piano trio, that type of thing. But more, you know, uh, uh, Return to Forever, Stanley Clark, Jaco Pastorius. These are some of the great sure. bass yeah. players yeah. that, you know, I, I listen to. But I was influenced, and I still am. I mean, I, I play music is music. You know, it's just we put it in a box. You know what what categories we play and what styles we play, but um, for me it was just the love of just playing, and, I, and I still today I won't. Uh, I had this 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 discussion with my wife. We were talking about things, and I said, you know, I, I will never play music and not have fun. If I'm not gonna right. enjoy it, why am I not gonna do it? So anytime I pick up my instrument, no matter you can play a wrong note and things aren't going well, but it's just like doing anything you play sports you might not have a good game but you can still enjoy the game sure so yeah. uh so um you know that's just something i try to carry through with everything i do is trying to enjoy it because it is a it's a gift if it's a gift it's something that's been given to you or right. in that right. way that you know you get that experience or that that ability to have that experience you know, I know that sounds deep no 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 no, no. <laughs> i'm glad that you're going that direction you know you, you mentioned sports, and I know you know from personal experience that when you're playing a sport and you're around somebody, you're playing with somebody that's exceptionally better than you are. Mm -hmm. It allows you to get better. You're like you get better quicker. I think when you went to Berkeley, you had to be crossing paths with some amazing musicians. Did that speed up your process? Oh yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, like the folks that I went to school with, uh, you you probably heard of them. Like uh, at that time, and their big name known. Uh, big name players now there's a good friend of mine his name his name is uh will calhoun he used to play i used to play in a group with him and he was in the group living color oh absolutely yeah i thought so, i recognized that name yeah, yeah. so will and uh, i played with him and i have a friend uh patrick bio de comet and he just released a new album uh it's called uh 
Ostinati. I, I'm playing on one track called uh, Bigfoot, which is really a pretty cool track. And uh, uh, um, uh, let me think here. Uh, at the time, there was Branford Marcellus. There was yeah. other yeah. Uh, Martin Marvin Smitty Smith, who's a drummer. I mean, I can go through a plethora oh, of, sure. uh, yeah. of folks that I was I was in school with. So tons of influences. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Gotcha. You said something earlier that um, interested me. Um, and, of course, it's the having fun part when you're playing music. And when you do anything professionally, it wears on you, doesn't it? It can. Because you know you're doing it because either you've been asked to do it or you committed to do it. Like sometimes you say, why did I do this? <laughs> yeah, right. I do that every day. Go over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, why did I do this? But, you know, music is one of those things. It's like uh, it's an experiential uh, thing. Sometimes it's hard to explain, but you know, when you play music and you listen to music, you you're there's an input and there's an output. Now I'm sounding technical, but there is. I mean, we listen to something and then sometimes you you can express something. Uh, and music for me is gives you that avenue to do both. Um, I don't know if I answered your question, question Chris. Oh, yeah, absolutely. yeah, you did. <laughs> uh, it, it's just, it's remarkable to me. And you, you also brought up the fact that, you know, you're having that conversation with your wife and through some of my research back into some of your old websites. Uh, she's a, a piano uh, musician as well, correct? Yes, she, yes. She, she plays piano. She's taught. Um, so is, is she uh, professionally involved in music as well? Um, uh, she's not professionally involved in music. She's been a music teacher for uh, for a while. Uh, she, um, and, uh, so we both have that common conversation and she understands about music and also about being a musician. And when you're yeah. married to a musician, they understand the whole principle of like, Oh, I got to go do a gig. Yeah. And it's not just for money. It, you know, gigs feed your soul. Right. Some of them right. do. Yeah. And some, like some of you, like you have a great game and all of a sudden, you know, it's just one of those things, but playing music for me. You know, it's part of that input. Yeah, yeah. You know, but then there's an output. Yeah. Well, I I thought I'd bring her up because, um, you know, living with somebody that has some of the same likenesses and 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 their brain works the same way yours does, especially when you're involved as heavily in music as you are. Um, I'm sure that's so so helpful. Um, you know, for your day to day life, uh, and your mental well being well being at the same time. Um, we were talking about how you've uh, kind of you've found your groove in jazz you've in, in blues um, and we've also seen that you've played all over the world uh, it's not just here in Winchester Virginia in fact it's probably mostly other places is jazz something and there's a, a bunch of people that are listening to this podcast that are like I've never listened to jazz once in my life um, I don't understand what's so cool about it um, I appreciate it Brian appreciates it so 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 much but I guess my question is, since you've played all over the world, is it something where you – does jazz change from location to location? I mean, I know, like, just say country music across the United yeah. across the United States would change from Virginia to Texas. Mm -hmm. I, I can tell that difference. Can you tell that sort of difference in jazz when you travel to the Asian countries? Okay. Um... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. My fr- uh, let me go from my latest experience to the Philippines. Uh, I was in the Philippines with, uh, actually, uh, he's an alum of Shenandoah. Uh, his name is Lawrence Elder, and he's got, I'm playing on his latest record called uh, Walk Another Mile. And um, we played, um, it was 2009. Right. Wow. <laughs> and we did, we played for the International, uh, they had a, uh, International Jazz Festival there. So on the bill was uh, 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 Mike Stern, uh, Spire Gyra, uh, several other artists, big artists, you know, and it was more of the fusion type of right. jazz. Right. Gotcha. So uh, uh, lack of a better word, uh, there is a term that you've probably heard, smooth jazz, right? Yeah, Everybody's yeah. smooth jazz. And, and when smooth jazz first came out, it was a term that tried to, I think, and it's just my interpretation of saying there's a jazz that when you listen to straight ahead, like some, like your Charlie Parker, Miles Davis artists that are older and played very complicated or John Coltrane, you know, you had to understand it. I remember when I first heard John Coltrane, I'm like, I don't get this. Right, uh, it just is like over my head. Right, but as I started to learn more about music, I started to appreciate it more because it was too deep. But um, and that's where Berkeley came in to educate me in that way to learn what's happening and what's going on with the, inside the music. So I felt that in uh, like I played in Japan before, and they loved big band music. I went there with the university, and we played in several cities and uh, we took the jazz ensemble. Oh, wow, okay. And uh, very receptive because it's an American music, you know, and they've heard it, but do they get to, have they been exposed to it? Right. So, um, and then if you go to Europe, you're going to find more of the appreciation of the straight ahead type of jazz. Gotcha. So, and, and it's just, you know, jazz musicians do very well in other countries but they don't do well. And jazz is an American music. Yeah. So it's one of those weird things. And just one little thought on that while you're, while you're, where you're at with your conversation is to me, I think if people would take time to go see jazz being played rather than just relying on hearing it on an album or recording, that's the difference to me. When you actually go and watch the musicians make this music, jazz, especially it is intricate and it is, exciting and it's it's moody mm-hmm. um and it's it's one of those things i think it, it it would allow you to appreciate a lot quicker if you could take the time to go see it live that's just my thought i don't know what to think about <laughs> that but i think it would be well you know it's jazz is an expressive art form yeah when you look at someone that that can command the instrument and also play and emote their feelings through the instrument when you watch a I'm thinking of Derek Trucks. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 
just like this, he can play. And when he plays, you can hear him. You know, you can, and I, yes. I, I don't understand. I don't know if I'm explaining that. Well, you can hear him, meaning he's got this persona, this person in front of you, but you're actually hearing him through his well, instrument. Exactly what you mean. Yep. So uh, I think jazz and players, if you look at the, the, the study uh, and the, the way that a jazz player uh, develops, he's looking to command his instrument so he can express more. So I once heard, uh, uh, there's a guy named Kenny Warner who's got a great book out. It's called Effortless Mastery. And it's about, you know, mastering your instrument. But how do you master your instrument? Okay, and what is that? And it's basically, uh, the interview, one, a guy interviewed him and said, you know, what would you like to do? How could you, you know, it's like, what, what do you do outside of playing? Because I practice. Because practice, you you don't need to practice. You're so great. <laughs> and he goes, well, why do you practice? So I can play what I hear. Yeah. You know, so that, that communication between your brain and then your fingers or whatever you're using is coming out and it's one thing. And so jazz players, you know, just like anybody, we all practice, but it's a physical thing. So you're sure. trying to do something physical that's happening from inside. I know that sounds deep. <laughs> no, no, you're right, though. It's exactly right. You may have mentioned it, and if you did, and I missed it, I apologize. You're, are, did, where were you born and raised? Oh, uh, Chantilly, Virginia. Okay, so not far away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, not very far away. You came to Shenandoah in 86, if I have that right, I think. Right, I believe it was 86, gotcha. 87. Yeah. Now, was this, this your first, uh, what I want to call, I don't want to call it a job, that's not right, station? Where Did you come here right out of college? Uh, no, I was... Uh, I lived in Boston okay. after being in college, and I worked in several studios in Boston and gigged around. Uh, I had I was in a group called Glove. Uh, we auditioned for, remember the show? Chris probably doesn't know this, but <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it was a show called Star Search. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was Ed McMahon's Star, yeah. Star Search, and uh, we auditioned for that band. And I remember uh, I had several, uh, there's a, woman named uh, Lynn Fidmont that was in the band and uh, so other, and if you can Google Carl Burnett, Carl Burnett who's actually from DC, he's a guitar player and we had a band, it was in uh, actually Dave Wentworth who's currently in Earth, Wind & Fire and okay. so we had a, okay. a band uh, and we were pretty slick for the times and we auditioned for the band and the, the, the person and was in a studio in, the, in Boston and uh, if you remember uh, the show this is in the 80s, mid 80s. Uh, uh, the group that won or moved ahead was a, a group called Sawyer Brown. Sawyer Brown, yeah. yeah right. Yeah, so uh, uh, when we played this, we were pretty slick and cutting edge. Uh, and uh, basically, it was uh, the, the, the person who was um, doing the audition said, You guys are too hip, you're too slick. You know, oh, we were wow. like, why? He says, well, the producers, I think you're great, but the producers are looking for something that's not as refined. <laughs> and we were like, what? Uh, yeah, <laughs> so, really, I would have been too. Yeah. So uh, uh, that. So uh, I lived in Boston, moved back to this area, started started a studio in Chantilly. Okay. And then I moved my space here to Shenandoah because uh, they wanted, we wanted to start a program, uh, 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 the administration. And I was teaching here adjunct as a bass instructor oh gotcha okay yeah, so gotcha. that's how i got my uh my connections here with shannon though and i was teaching here and i was teaching bass at shepherd for a little bit because i just had you know just coming in and teaching bass lessons gotcha gotcha so let me ask the young guy question um 
<laughs> because I can. Uh-huh. Uh, you started with Gold Reel Studios. Mm-hmm. Um, it, is that still a, 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 a entity? Yes, it's. I, I, I work here. You know, it's a facility. It's just basically me, and I have a facility at home. It's a small, you know, studio. Just like nowadays, everybody's got a studio at home. I've got right. my basement office con- converted into a five dot one dot two system, and that's a. Uh, like a surround sound and then right. i have the rest of my basement with you know uh drums and my amps and stuff like that so it's just basically a small space that i use and i it, and i do a lot of mixing and editing for people uh that send me projects right. and so on and so i'll start them there or i'll use this space and if we start here i'll go home and edit and mix and so on so one of the most fascinating things that i've um, and it, it didn't hit me immediately, but after I started researching you a little bit and just kind of wrapping my mind around uh, some of the experiences uh, and things that you've been involved in, is that you know Gold Reel Studios started in the mid '80s. Mm-hmm. There was no digital recording, <laughs> and this is my young guy question. Uh-huh. Uh, and so now you're to this point where you have these incredible, and, and it just seems um, the the boundaries are endless. You know, this studio we're sitting in. Uh, it just seems like it could still go farther. Um, but what's amazing to me is that um, a lot of people don't like to learn new technologies with their trade. Mm-hmm. They get really good at what they do, say, in the first five, ten years and say, this is what I know. This is how I do it. And um, this is how I'm going to do it for the rest of my life because this is how I've always done it. What was it about you that um, just w- had that drive to continue learning the newest and next best thing? Wow, that's a good question. Well, you know, um, let me think if I got an analogy here. All right, we, I'm going to try to do a car analogy here. Yeah. So you buy a car, it's got a carburetor in it. If you're familiar with carburetors, it's, oh, yeah. it's, 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 you know, it's air, it's, it's fuel that's pushed through the carburetor and so on. And then you buy a car, it's fuel injected, right? It still gets you down the road, you know, but it's just technology is different yeah right then you got turbocharged and so on so with audio uh you know we were in the world of uh analog tape so you had reels of tape yep if you can look over on the wall there's a two-inch tape over there uh we still use that technology because of the sound and right. a lot of projects are still uh if, if depending on the project uh major projects you know big label projects will, you know, they'll record on analog tape and then dump it into Pro Tools or whatever DAW. And DAW is a digital audio workstation of their right. choice. Yep. And then you can copy and paste and do all the fun stuff. So um, trying to stay up with technology because I've gone through tape, I've gone through digital tape, which was like your ADAT players. Yeah, I remember which those. Is, yeah. Yeah, uh, and that was a digital tape on a rotary head, similar to a VCR, but it's the same transport and technology, but it's just it, it developed and it was too clunky and then we got into computer based uh, uh, systems and now here we are right so everything's you know you got an interface which is a converter that takes you know your microphones your your signals and changes it into data and then from there we can manipulate it and do whatever we want with right. it and uh, the sound uh, when the technology first came out you know digital sound wasn't all that great. I mean, you could hear it. Uh, you could like, oh, what, what sounds weird about that? And one of the first records that I remember listening to, and that was uh, uh, Donald Fagan, who's oh, the, yeah, uh, Steely uh, Dan, uh, Steely Dan yeah. uh, the Nightfly album. Yeah. 
And that was done on a PCM recording, which was uh, actually digital tape. It was a, a real to reel, but it was using digital, you know, pulse code modulation. Here's, here's those acronyms and things. <laughs> pulse code modulation to, to, to capture uh, and turn it into digital. But it was limited. And, and, and from now, I mean, sample rate and bit depth, and those are all technical terms, one dealing with the frequency range and one dealing with dynamics. So as we've gotten, you know, nowadays, there's some recordings out there that are just stellar because of those technologies changed and they've been, been able to keep up with it and develop it more. I think we've hit a plateau to a degree um, with the technology, with, uh, you know, and, and Apple changed everything. Right, you know, they changed right. the way we listen to stuff. We, you know, we don't listen. We rarely sit down and sit in a room. I know growing up, and I would sit in front of my speakers, you know, and just sit there and listen to music. The act of listening to music was something that we did. We sat down and listened. Nowadays, we listen to music in our car. We listen to it while we're working out. We got earbuds in our ears. And, you know, I guess that's the, the predecessor of that was the Walkman. You okay. Know, yeah. Cassette. Yeah. You know, and then they sure. put it on CD and so on. But we consume music differently. You know, we're gonna. This is gonna be streamed, so it's on on right. on the web. It's uh, you know, you can put it on your phone, and you know, that's our electronic leash. <laughs> well, you know, lay people like me, Golder, are going to ask this question because I think this is probably be the number one question that people want to know. But when you get to the level that you're at, you bring people in, you record it. On, on equipment like this, is there a downfall being able to rec- recreate that live? Um, well, is there a downfall? Well, it depends on what it is. That's, you know, this is only my perception. Okay. Um, I, I know a gentleman that runs Pro Tools rigs for, uh, for Bruno Mars. Okay. So when Bruno goes out on, on tour, he's got a Pro Tools operator that's playing backing tracks and i don't know if chris you remember the group millie vanilli oh yeah yeah oh, yeah. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I've, yes they yeah. got caught <laughs> yeah they got caught actually my roommate was in that band while they were on tour wow and, and he had a, a what do you call it uh when you can't speak what is that called uh, the, it's an agreement that you can't speak oh, about gag, gag yeah, order yeah. or something yeah and uh he went on and that was a, a big tour for him a big a huge tour because it was huge it was and you know they were playing with backing tracks but they were the lead vocal tracks, unlike, you know, instruments like if we don't, we can't take four horn players on tour, we'll just have, you know, we're lips, we're playing to them. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, so to do this type, depending on what you've done in the studio, how do you recreate it live? You know, now you can bring computers in your, you know, you see four people up there, but it sounds like a whole orchestra behind them. It's just because they're playing tracks and, and you'll, you'll see the drum. You've seen this. They have headphones on or ear, uh, in-ear monitors and they're playing to a click. And, and the other tracks are supplementing. So supplemental tracks is where that happens. Okay. Wow. I know. It's a whole thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, that, that's what I, you know, personally I'm thinking to myself, you know, are we taking, forgive me folks out there, are we taking mediocre artists and making them sound better than they possibly could had we not had the technology we have today. You know I, I have mean? no comment on that. <laughs> Golder's been making a living off of this for the last... I know. I'm not going to say a word, but I, you know that's what well, I think about. Anyway. Yeah. Well, the tools that we have today are 
incredible. Yes. Just like you can cut and paste a document, you can cut and paste audio. Yes. You can tune audio. You can fix it. You can stretch it. You can squish it. You can do anything with it. So uh, if you take a mediocre uh, performance, yeah, you can you can make it better. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And does can that person reproduce it? Uh, you know. They right. Can, they can right. practice and probably get close to it. And so to Brian's point, um, you know, uh, and I'm sure over the years you've had your fair share of, of live gigs to live sound. Mm-hmm. Live sound is completely different. And tell me if I'm wrong, completely different than what you do here in the studio. Oh, yeah. 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 The Some of the equipment and some of the principles are the same, especially with mixing when you think about when we talk about uh, mixing in general, it's like crowd control. You know, you're controlling whatever signals you've got, but you're in a live venue compared to being in a studio that's more simple and, you know, you're in control under, you've got parameters in a live gig that you've got the room and you've got uh, people in the room and, you know, you've got the musicians on the stage and so right. on. So it's a whole right. thing. But, the, you know, you're still listening. You still got to learn how to listen. You just, and, and, uh, this is one thing I have to say about uh, some of the sound guys out there might not like what I want to say, but I'm trying to help them in a way that being a, a front of the house engineer is a musical experience. You just don't, as sound guys are, and you just don't sit in front and just, okay, let the band play and keep the faders there. No, you are part of the, you can make or break a show. Yes. Yep. And, uh, We've wish, said that before. Yeah, yes. Yeah, and, and I wish some of the young, uh, uh, sound engineers that are cutting their teeth and getting experience really understand that they are part of the show. So they have to be on their toes. They have to be listening. They have to, right. to you know, be a part of the band. So that's, that's, that leads me into my next question, actually, because I know you've enjoyed and still enjoy playing your instrument and you've played all over the place. I'm sure you also get a lot of enjoyment by who you've taught in these studios. Uh, and, you know, tell me, do you have any stories about folks that you've that you've taught, and now they're doing something with that that you know would would blow people's minds? Like, you know, you know what I mean? Oh, uh, uh, okay. Uh, we just had the Super Bowl, right? Right. Um, we have a student graduate. I think he graduated in 2018 or 19. One of them, Joey Lisco. He wanted to get into broadcast audio. It was just like that. He had his. Like, I want to do broadcast audio. I'm like, broadcast? Okay, cool. <laughs> you know? So uh, we went, uh, we have an uh, audio engineering society chapter, which is, a, a, we, there's the Audio Engineering Society. It's an international society. Right. And uh, it's, uh, we have a convention. And before COVID, it was just, it was all Zoom, but we have a convention that goes on in New York. And we went there before COVID. And uh, you meet everybody in the industry, you know, people that make, you know, microphones to producers engineers you know designers and so on so he we were there and he went to one of the workshops and uh he met the ceo of uh, cp communications and they provided all the audio support for the super bowl and in the first the i guess it was the one with uh, tampa bay and uh, tom brady first year at tampa bay yeah, that, I was remember his first, that, yeah. that was his first year there so He's in a good place because that was something he wanted to do. And that's my, mo- you know, I can just remember that because, you know, he said, I want to do this and yeah. he did that. And he, yeah. he had gained a lot of experience here, but he had something of niche that he wanted to do. And he was a bass player too, really good bass player, but he wanted to do sports audio. So um, 
I have another student, uh, uh, several students that have gone on uh, Brian Smitty, we call him Smitty, uh, Brian Smith. Um, he works for uh, Apple. Okay. He started out, he got an internship at uh, Wolf Trap for the Barnes, at the Barnes at Wolf Trap. And then from there, he moved to the Alliance Theater. And then he went on the road and doing live sound, uh, the Ice Capades. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ice Capades. And, or no, 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 Sesame Street. Okay. Escape. Yeah, all right. So Sesame Street, I think Sesame Street Ice Capades. <laughs> could, <be. laughs> could be one of those. And then he uh, got uh, work at the, uh, I don't know if Brian, will, I'll tell him to, to check this podcast out. He got work at the, uh, for Cirque du Soleil, the O Show in uh, Las yeah. Vegas. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it was all underwater. And he had to learn how to. That's uh, wild. He had to get sort of, uh, what do you call it, scuba diving? Yeah. Uh, certification right. because they had a sound system that was part of the sub subwoofers were in the water or something like that. Oh my gosh. And then he got, he went to Meyer Sound, which is a, a, a major uh, speaker company that, you know, high end speakers and they do live sound, uh, sound reinforcement speakers. They're just creme the creme of uh, manufacturing uh, high end audio speakers audio gear right and then from there he's at uh i think in cupertino he's one of the main guys at the apple facility there so he's kind of made his way and as a technician and uh, it's it's really cool to see wow like in you know these students they learn they come and then it's like okay what else do where where do you go from here so those are two guys and there's a Several other students that have gone on to do many things. Uh, Mike uh, Brown, who actually works for Meyer, and he, he the cool thing about when you have students that move on, they say, "Hey, you want to try out this gear?" Yeah, so sure. we have a, a, a set here's of my, here's uh, my address. <laughs> <laughs> we have a set of uh, Meyer Ami speakers, or the Ami, uh, yeah, Ami A M I E. Okay, it's like Amy or Ami, and it's a uh, very they're next door in the other room. Nice, uh, so. Wow. So that's got to make you proud, though, right? I mean, you, know, oh, yeah. you, you affected people in a very positive way, and you do it every day, I'm sure. Well, you know, one of those things is, and I believe we're here to serve people, you yeah. know, people who are each other. And, and, and that's, that's if I can somehow help somebody do something, you know, that, right. that, that helps me. Right. And, you know, I have a lot of, I've got a lot of uh, gratitude for where I've, been able would i've been able to do sure sure. well and that's a heart of an educator um you know my wife's an educator my mom's an educator i I could tell it it's it's somebody who's willing to serve and and i know that there's so many people that are going to listen to this podcast that are so grateful for the time they've had with you oh yeah uh and just will never forget something that you've taught them which is it's got to be a great feeling to leave a legacy like that especially being here you know at shenandoah in in one spot for an extended amount of time, um, does that make it a little bit more special for you that it, that it's you've called one place home and that's that's really it? Yeah, um, you know, uh, it's funny uh, being here. I didn't, you know, it's, I'm going on thirty six, thirty seven years yeah, here. Right, yeah. like, that's a long time, <laughs> and it's not common. A lot of people switch jobs and switch positions or move on. I. I found that the biggest thing that I've been grateful for is like the folks I get to work with. I get to work with students. I've said this before. I work with the same age of students, you know, 17 to 21, 22. All right. They're all the same age, but I keep getting older. 
So it's like, hey, you know, they, oh, they're the same, but I'm, 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 I'm moving down the time track. So each student that I see is within that same age group. So it, it helps keep me young and <laughs> helps me, it excites me. And, uh, they, they, and that's, and, and I have a lot of gratitude for, for being able yeah. to do that. You know, people can't see you because of the podcast, but folks, let me tell you, Golder looks like he could go out and run five on five with <laughs> SU's basketball team and have no trouble doing it. I'm telling you, I'm telling yeah. you, I've shoot you've been here 36 years so you might have been here three so that's outstanding <laughs> well, so bass playing <clears throat> that's very important to you as well are you doing anything regular right now with a group or are you just are you a bass for hire uh, I'm, a, I'm a bass for hire but i play with billy thompson okay uh billy thompson the billy thompson band and billy's a great guitar player I have a gig this Friday at the Old Brogue in uh, Great Falls. Okay. And then next Friday at uh, Red's Table in Reston. Uh, so uh, we gig, uh, we played at several of the venues here in town. Um, uh, if you haven't heard Billy, you got to check him out. Is that right? Uh, he's a great, great guy. And he's, he, he plays blues and he, he plays a slide guitar. Okay. And uh, he, you can find him on, if you Google or do a search on Spotify. If you put in Billy Thompson, there's a lot of Billy Thompsons. But this is put in Billy Thompson guitar or his album Better Man, which is a, a, a great album. Right. And he's got I think he's got six that are out, and uh, he's been playing he's from the West Coast. And uh, he's uh, his partners uh, Kirsten Trump that teaches here. She teaches uh, uh, in the our acting department, and that's how I met him. Okay. Uh, he called me for a gig several years ago uh, before COVID, um, and we played at Sweet Nola's. Oh, yeah. So we sat in, uh, I sat in with him and uh, Jamie, Jamie's last name, drummer, Jamie Seeley? No, Could be. Uh, he plays, uh, oh, my goodness, I feel bad now. <laughs> Jamie, Jamie, what's your last name? Uh, well, Jamie, and, and it was great, we had a great time, uh, and uh, uh Jamie plays with, he used to play regular with, um, okay. I'm not much help, Golder, I'm sorry. <laughs> He's a, oh my goodness, That's uh, that, that comes with age. Yeah, you know, yeah. Get, I got a, the file retriever. Yeah, retriever yeah, is a sometimes. It will, it will come to me. Uh, uh, he's a, uh, so uh, we played a gig at uh, Sweet Nola's when it was open, and we've kind of hit it off since oh, then. Very good. And we've done, and we, we're in the process of doing some, we've, We've uh, recorded some tracks, so we're in a in the process of uh, uh, mixing and editing uh, some new songs that he's written, nice. which nice. are really cool. So, now, are you on his latest release? I am. No, oh, no, I'm not on his latest release. Not just okay. the, the, just the tracks that we're yeah, working gotcha. on. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. understood. Gotcha. Yeah, he's got uh, uh, his Better Man album is uh, mixed by Ed Cherney, who it's uh, you know he's mixed Bonnie Raitt and everything, and it uh, sounds great. And he's got a lot of great players on it, uh, and he's got um, uh, there's an album. He's got several. Right, I'm trying to trying to remember them all, but you can find them on Spotify or Apple Music. Fantastic. Uh, Billy Thompson just put in guitar. Okay, and, gotcha. You know, well, Golder, we want to be careful with your time because uh, you know we're so and thankful. I've been talking a lot. No, that's that's the best <laughs> part. That's what for we us. wanted. Yeah. man, uh, we know you have an appointment coming mm -hmm. up, but you know we wanted to give you some airtime. If there's anything that we missed, um, if there's a story or if there's something specific you want to shout out, um, <clears throat> you know anything you got. Wow. Shout out. Well, you know, uh, you guys have made me reflect by sitting here, reflect on my, 
<clears throat> what I've done in the past yeah, couple, good. couple of years or many years. And, uh, you know, I, I was thinking about it and I'm going, man, I've been, you know, blessed with a lot of stuff and I'm, I'm grateful for that. And the folks I've known through music and people I've gotten to meet and the ability to play music and it's a, it's a, it's been a good thing. It's kind of opened my heart just to, just to think about that because, you know, you don't think you just, you put it in gear, you get up in the morning, you put it in gear and you go to the next thing, you know, from right. here to there. So right. I appreciate you guys reaching out to me to, to, to chit chat about this, but, um, you know, uh, there's so many things that, uh, we do meaning as folks, <clears throat> we get going and we, we don't look back sometimes gotcha. but when you look back you can really see some of the great things that, you know, you've been granted and gifted with. So right, uh, right. I really appreciate you guys. You yeah, know, man. Asking. We're going to go ahead and start planning Golder O'Neill episode two. <laughs> and we'll be back in a couple of months and we'll catch up on some more stuff for sure. Yeah. Man. But but thank you for sharing your time. Um, you know, like I say, what would be the easiest way for folks to reach out to you is it through the email the yeah, SU sure. email yes, yeah. what 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 is that email uh, it's g o n e l that's g o n e i l l at s u dot e d u okay and if they were interested in in coming here mm-hmm. and recording or whatever they could reach out and to if you go uh, to uh, Shenandoah's website s u dot e d u um uh, you can find me there there's a directory gotcha you can you know, gotcha. Google there. You can Google me too if you want. You know, everybody can Google everybody. Trust me, I have. <laughs> <laughs> I've been Googled. <laughs> Is there any bands? Have you been around here locally to see anybody recently? Uh, you nodded your head at Low Water Bridge a while ago. No, uh, I saw Low Water Bridge out at uh, West uh, West Oaks. Oaks. Yes, um, I wanted to see. I, I was out. Of, I went. My wife and I went on a spring break break to visit my friend Tony Aversano who was my high school band right, director so right. I heard that American Crush was here at uh, Brightbox and uh, that has Michael Fath and I was in a group with Michael Fath back in the early 2000s we had a group called La Jazz where we had Michael Fath uh, uh, pedal steel guitar uh, uh, Casey O'Neill and we had four horns and a rhythm section so it was a really uh, cool group right. and, uh, and I saw that he was here so I missed that when gotcha. I was at the Brightbox gotcha, gotcha. Cool. So, um, well, again, Golder, thank you so much for making time for us. Really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Godspeed and best of luck, everything you've got going on here. And we hope you're around for a lot longer. <laughs> well, yeah, thank you. Making guys. a lot of great music around here. Thanks, for Chris sure. and Brian. I yeah, man. It. Chris, man, I can't do without you, brother. You're always the best. Yeah, no problem. Uh, I'll be here every week. You know? <laughs> We're wrapping up episode 38, Musicians Cafe. Um, if you're new here, thanks for listening to yeah. us. Uh, we really, really appreciate your support. Smack that follow button or whatever you, you can do on your platform. You guys know we're available. Um, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you can find us. Just yep. You can Google us too, Golder. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, but man, good. we appreciate your uh, your your support and, and the continued support of the local musicians here in Winchester, Virginia. It's been fabulous. Reach out to us, folks, as you said. You can also hit us up at musicianscafe1 at gmail.com. And uh, we'll definitely get back to you. we got an upcoming list of people that you can see on our website or on our Facebook page, I should say. So make sure you stick around and check them out. We're just really excited. But uh, anyway, for on behalf of, uh, of Golder and Chris, we appreciate you guys spending some time with us. And, folks, don't forget, no lounging in the left lane. You know who you are. And in the meantime, peace. Peace.